welcome back to another episode of Nourish Soul Nicole. So as you can see for this week, uh, week 3 of Lent, I'm here alone, right, and not talking to a friend for this particular episode. And I think it's also reflective of my own Lenten journey because I feel like at this point in Lent, I'm really kind of like going into the desert alone in a sense. And I feel a little bit isolated. I felt a little bit down recently. So it's been a bit of like a delay even getting this episode out. But I just want to remind you, I think, of God's infinite graces and also, you know, a lot of angels that he sent my way. So I just wanted to show you this um, very cute Mother Mary plushie, right? It's from Little Flocks of SG. It's from my dear friend Taps. And um, I think this was really timely because I really needed... The reminder, I think, from Our Lady, because I felt like my femininity and everything just felt really like under attack. And that's usually sometimes something that happens when we have like a spiritual high, right? And then suddenly there's this like big, you know, sort of like steep decline and you just feel completely like alone. You think some of us call it like the dark night of the soul and it's just not fun. But... I was really touched, I think, because that day when I was not feeling really like myself, I was listening to another podcast, which is Poco a Poco, and like one of my favourite podcasts out there. So yes, I listen to like a lot of other podcasts as well. And we were talking about today's gospel, right, which is the Samaritan woman at the well. And I saw myself a lot in her, right, going to the well at the sixth hour. I think a lot of us have like heard this part of the gospel, right? Of going to the well at the sixth hour because she knows that nobody's going to be there and especially like, you know, women or girls or whatever, like we don't want to be there maybe because we know that people are going to gossip about us or talk about us, right? So we go at a time when there's no one there. And that reminded, I think, um, me of a lot of how sometimes I've also acted like not wanting to go to certain places, not going to be in certain situations because I'm just scared and I feel like the scared part of me or the fear comes from shame and I feel shame just paralyzes us completely it makes us think that ah oh, you know I've made a mistake or I'm not good enough you know I'm not doing enough right I've done something really wrong and no one's gonna forgive me and everyone's gonna think like badly of me you know and they'll be thinking oh what's up with this person and I feel the shame and the lies just paralyzes right they prevent us from being open to his grace and being receptive so, like, just recently, like, the other day, I was giving a session about poverty of heart and how, unfortunately, a lot of us, right, crowd our hearts, our minds, our wills with, like, so many other things instead of, like, letting the Lord work in our lives. And I think what I see in this Sunday's Gospel and that really touched me at this particular scene, like, the most the struggle phase in Lent, you know, like, your midway through you know that easter is on the horizon the resurrection is on the horizon but right now you're just like in the desert wondering what is up and what is happening and this particular sentence i think in the poka poka podcast really struck out to me which is let yourself be seen and i was like nah i don't want to be seen right like why do we want to be seen because we feel like oh, the lord's gonna think oh my gosh like, you know, this person, like, why are you messing up all the time? Like, why are you saying that you trust me, but then you behave in a way that shows that you don't trust me at all? Right? You know, we are inconsistent people. We go back to confession. We confess the same sins, you know. And I found that there was so much 
fear wrapped up in that. There was so much shame. Shame prevents us from being seen and being seen for by like as who we are, right? Instead of like this really varnished thing. Like it's not even about Instagram filters anymore. It's about presenting a certain kind of ourselves, right? A version of ourselves that is like acceptable to the society, is acceptable to a certain group of people. People think of us this way. So if we behave in a way that's contrary, we'll be like, oh, we're going to shatter that image. Well, you know what? Let's shatter the image like of the perfect person, the perfect Catholic, right? There is no perfect Catholic. We are all sinners trying to be saints. And that's fine. And I realized that the fear of being seen was really culminated for me I think um, when I just went for Mass and then Stations of the Cross as well with a good friend. And I didn't know that day that they were having like, you know, adoration and there was the exposition of the Blessed Sacrament. So I just kind of went in and I was like, okay, everyone's like kneeling down. Are they having some sort of devotion? And then I realized that, hey, you know, the Blessed Sacrament has been exposed and I haven't really prayed in front of the Blessed Sacrament in quite a long while. So when I kind of sat there, I just kind of like poured out my heart to the Lord in prayer and it felt so freeing I felt seen I felt open and I felt like that is where he led me like he led me through the valley he led me through a lot of like you know competing thoughts a lot of lies you know coming out and I was like beginning to doubt a lot of very fundamental things about myself um, and a friend of mine is like, you know, you start to go through these things when you realize that you're actually doing something right. Like, you know, the uh, the evil forces are like saying, hey, you know, maybe you're doing something right. And when I went for adoration, I realized, wow, there's so much grace in openness. There's so much grace in being radically open. And that's one thing I talked about, I think, in... Um, the session I gave on poverty, radical dependence, because we don't like to depend on other people, right? We like to be seen as like self-reliant, you know, we've got it together, we're doing all these great things. And I think also something that really stood out to me, I think in the parable, right? I'm not really parable, but the story of the Samaritan woman is how she actually told Jesus, like, you know, you know me and you see me for who I am. And you don't walk away, right? Because, you know, at that time, to see a Samaritan, if you're a Jew, you technically walk away and you walk in the opposite direction. But instead, he stayed there, right? And he said that, you know, what are you actually thirsting for? What are you actually looking for? And I think that's a perennial question for a lot of us. What are we looking for? Are we looking for something that the world cannot satisfy? And that's like another favorite quote of mine from C.S. Lewis, which is that if we find something in our hearts that nothing on this earth can satisfy, it means that we are made for another world. We're not made for this world. So our existence right here is temporal. We're just going through. We're using our, our lived experience and our existence to glorify Him, to purify ourselves, and of course to be of service to other people and to love other so I just went for a Vincent van Gogh exhibition and something that was so beautiful is like one of the most artistic things that a person can do is to love others because when you love others you are creating you are creating you're birthing something right through loving others we are creating we are participating in this act 
of creation, right? There is no power of death that is like hanging over us, right? We are on the path and I feel a lot of this idea about shame that the Samaritan woman felt at the well, right? She felt like she was looking in all these other places, right? So she's like five husbands, she has another husband. And sometimes that's how we feel, right? We feel like we're looking in all the wrong places, the wrong directions for, you know, this thing that we really want, which is to be known, to be seen and to be loved. And on the road of healing, which is a really long one, right, there's also this road of recovery. We realize that we have to bring our wounds to the light. And that's why we feel ashamed, right? We don't want to be like, oh, you know, I'm perfectly fine. I have no scars. I have nothing. You know, everything's beautiful. But when we acknowledge and we tell the Lord, like, I want healing. Show me my wounds. Show me what you want to bring forth from these wounds. I think that's a really big experience that you can have this particular Lent. So maybe you haven't gone for confession either and if you haven't don't worry there's like lots of penitential services out there and wherever you are at this point of healing or this point in land i just want you to know that you are so dearly help i'm with you all of us are with you in this particular season of land right i just pray for all of us that we let ourselves be seen we let ourselves be completely open we encounter the resurrected Christ at the well, right? We let him see us for who we really are. We don't hide behind the mask. We don't hide behind the, I'm okay. If we are not okay, just say, we are not okay. And sometimes the only time we can really say that is in prayer. Like, we have to tell everybody else that we're okay. And that's fine. But when we come face to face with the Lord, whether it's in prayer, whether it's in adoration, whether it's whatever encounter we have, let's just be honest with him. Let's just be honest with him. Let's turn up at the well. Let's have our conversation with him. And let's pray, continue to pray for this radical openness, this radical dependence. And may he continue to change our hearts, mold our hearts, and create the soil that is required, I think, for us to bear like so much beautiful fruit. So I'm going to pray for you as we continue to journey through land and you know, I, I think there's a lot of grace and there's a lot, a lot of grace that he has yet to unlock in our lives. So I, I'm going to keep us in prayer and I'll see you in the next episode.